Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we want you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message with our very own Pastor Terrence Wilson. Connectivity is a kingdom currency. One mind. The eyes need its head. The feet need its legs. Different parts functioning in unison creates a harmony of movement. One body. A harmony of movement propels momentum. No man is an island. There is no I in team. It's when the eyes commune that we become greater. We are the best. There is strength in numbers. Being there for each other, we don't let anyone fall. Our sister falls, we lift her up. Our brother succeeds, we all succeed. One mission. Wars are won on a united front. More can be done through an alliance, helping each other think bigger. Being all in makes things happen. We work as one because building the family builds the future. One goal. We are stronger together. We are better together. We go all in together. Oh, somebody make some noise in this place if you're excited about where we're going in 2023 because you ain't got to go there by yourself. We're going all in together. Come on, somebody. Man, if that don't get you fired up, man, hold up. Hey, don't get me started, man. I'm hyped. I ain't been in college in 20 years. Wow. Oh, man. Together. Together. I'm so, so excited because I, I have the privilege um, as, as one of the leaders of this house with my beautiful uh, wife, Pastor Joanne. Can we give it up for her one time? Man, I love you, girl. I have the privilege of knowing where we're going. And because we know where we're going... I have to let you know and you have to understand that we cannot get there if we don't do it together. We got to do it together. Amen. 
So I'm excited because this will be our theme all year long. It's not that we're not all in anymore. We're always going to be all in, but now we're going to be all in together. Hey, oh, I like that. Y'all catching it already. I love that so, so much. So we're starting a brand new series over these next few weeks. I'm going to be talking about together leading up to January 29th, which will be the fourth birthday of Cool Church. So excited, man. You see, we got kind of like a college kind of step theme uh, going on there. Because I, I love schools and I love university because there's camaraderie there. Like people always come together around like schools and around teams. And man, I, I want you to just understand we are all coming together around the greatest thing that has ever existed. We're not coming together around Pastor Terrence and Joanne. We're not just coming together around Cool Church. We're coming together around the Capital C Church, the one thing that Jesus Christ died for. If we can be unified, there is nothing that we can't accomplish. Amen. So I hope you're all ready for this word, man. It's going to bless your spirit. If you got your Bibles, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians. And before we dig into that, can we shout out the Miramar High basketball team in the house? Fellas, where y'all? Just kind of wave at me. Yeah, they back there. All the tall people, we put them in the back. They tall so they wouldn't block your view. Shout out to y'all fellas. Coach, thank you getting them in there, man. We believe in y'all. I'm, hey, I'ma just, I'ma call it out. This is gonna be the greatest season of y'all lives. Come on, when you come back from this break, y'all gonna destroy everybody. I'm just believing it in Jesus' name. I love it. I love it. Thank y'all, man. Appreciate y'all for being here today. Uh, if this is your first time here, my name is Terrence, one of the pastors here at Cool Church. On behalf of the whole family, I welcome you to this place uh, today. So, so excited. So if you got your Bibles, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verses 20 through 27. These will be the core verses for the theme together. So anytime you hear me talking about together, just know this is the place in the Bible that, it's that it comes from. We're never going to give you a vision or a theme without it having some type of biblical reference. And the church said... Uh, it's, this doesn't come from us. It comes from the Lord because it came from his word. And man, I've been like, I've been so anxious because we've known this since August. And I'm like, man, I cannot wait till we can unveil uh, this new theme. So it comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 20 through 27. And before I, before I dig into that, um, I, I want to just shout out everybody that has been on this journey of 21 days of prayer and fasting with them. This is day seven. If you've been a part of the prayer calls or, or the fast, why don't you just raise your hand? I just want to see. Wow. wow. You know, uh, last week, up to 440 people were on Zoom at one time praying at 730. And that's so crazy to me. And it's right. It's not just it's not just people in 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 Miramar or South Florida. There are literally people tuning in from all over the world. Uh, my wife's best friend, I call her my my, my sister, um, Dominique. She literally just texted me this morning because we did part of our 21 days of prayer at 9 a.m. this morning. And uh, there were people here in the church praying, but she lives all the way in Connecticut. And she was like, man, prayer was on fire this morning. I just want you all to understand, like there are people all over that are not just part of cool church. They're part of this cool world that we are building so that we can continue to build strong families and build strong futures. Amen? Shout out, Dom. I love you, sis. And all for all the other people watching online right now, thank you for joining us in this house today. I promise you, uh, we're going 
we're going to get it together. Amen? I love that. So 1 Corinthians um, chapter 12, verses uh, 20 through 27. Once again, join us tomorrow at 7.30 a.m. on the call. Invite somebody. It's going to be crazy. I'm excited. Just had to plug that one more time. 1 Corinthians 20, verses 20 through 27 reads, As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Somebody say one body. Mm. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts, listen to this, of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. I love that. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat them with special honor. Hmm. The parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. And while our presentable parts need no special treatment, underline this phrase that I'm about to say right now because it's exactly where all this comes from. But God has put the body together. But God has put the body together. Who put us together? God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for one another. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. If you're a part of the body of Christ, you make some noise in this place today. Come on. So if you're taking notes on this first uh, message in this Together series, this, this theme that's going to cover us for all of 2023, the message title is this. It's called Get It Together. Look at your neighbor and say, Get It Together. Look at your other neighbor, the one you don't like so much because you picked them second. And say it with a little attitude. Get it together. How many of y'all need to get it together today? Yeah, I need to get it together too. This ain't just for y'all. This is for me. We got we to gotta get it together in 2023 because some of us was all over the place in 2022. So we're going to get it together in 2023. Amen? How many of y'all believe that God's going to help you get it together? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, we're going to tighten some people up today. Let's get, let's get it together. <laughs> get me together, Pastor. I can't. God got to get you together. I can't get you together. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. For this is the day that you have made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. God, I thank you for each and every person that began to just even consider watching this or being a part of this today, God, because before the earth began to spin on its axis. You knew each and every one of us that will make a conscious decision to be in your house today or or listen to this message today or watch this message today. And God, I'm thanking you that before all of it, God, you, you knew us. You knew us before we were formed. You knew that this day would come. And God, I pray that I pray that I would lie down as you rise up. Don't let these words be in my own, but let them come directly from your throne room of grace. God, I pray that hearts, minds, ears be open and receptive to a message that's always going to be about Jesus. God, we're believing that this is a together year because this is going to be a year of unity. 
It's going to be a year of culture. God, we're going to come together. But God, as we come together, may we be united to the greatest church of all, the church of Jesus Christ, the one that you sacrificed yourself for. I pray that the division in the church this year would come to an end. May we be a body that is leading the charge of unity in the body of Christ. I pray these things, God, but more than anything, I pray for the one, the one that needs to hear this word the most. I pray that they would have a relationship with your son, Jesus. God, I pray you would get them together. I'm going to get his word, but I need you to get them together. God, introduce yourself to them. God, maybe you got to reintroduce yourself to somebody that knows you, but that's been running from you. God, I pray today you will get them together. I pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, everybody said, give God a shout of praise in this house today. Come on. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. Could y'all give it up for the band one time? And can we give it up for the creative team? I'm talking about the, the people that produced the video, that shot the video, that edited the video, the steppers in the video, the choreography, the man, wow. The, the spoken word written by our team, the voice, man, that voice, man, wow. Oh my God, that was Josh Jones. Josh, I never even knew you sounded like that, man. Josh Jones, ooh. That's how he be getting his kids together. Listen. My God, I'd be terrified. Dad, I'll do whatever you say. Oh, man. Shout out to the team, man. Excellent work. If we're going to do it, it's going to be excellent. Amen? Because that's part of our values here at Cool Church. Together. Together is the new theme for Cool Church for 2023. We had to be all in in 2022 because God knew that we would have to come together in 2023. All in last year was a way for all of us not just to come back to God's house physically because before that we had literally went about two years without physically meeting at Cool Church and we said in 2022 since God has blessed us with this beautiful school shout out to Miramar High we was going to all get back in one place and we was going to all be all in because we knew that we needed to come back together, but, but all in was, was less about us all getting back in the same room and it was more about discipleship. I wanna be all into what God has for me. I don't want just a piece of what God has for me. I wanna I want be all in. I want to be all in with the way I serve. I want to be all in with the way I love. I want to be all in with the way I build relationships. I want to be all in to God's house. Why? Because I want to get the most out of God's house. You cannot get the most out of God's house if you're not all in. We want to be disciples, man. Disciples of the Most High God, not disciples of the pastors, not disciples of, 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 of a culture. No, disciples of Jesus, because we know if we are all into him, then we know that what his word says is true. He comes to give us life and life more abundantly. So if I want to live an abundant life, I got to be all into Jesus. So last year we were all in. This year we are together for what is coming. But what is down the pipeline? There's so much vision and so many things that are coming. I see the weight of the vision. I see the heaviness. And, I, and, and me and my wife carry the burden of the vision. And I, I, I know what's coming next. And I promise you for where God wants to take us, we can't get there by ourselves. I'll be honest with you. For what God is showing you in your future, for what God 
has spoken to you and called you to, you can't get there by yourself either. We gotta do it together. I love when y'all finish my sentences like that. Like we're, we're, we're a team, man. We, we gotta learn how to work with one another. We gotta learn to put all the pettiness aside in 2023. I ain't gonna lie like I got moments in my life where I'm kinda petty. You ain't supposed to answer that loud, girl. Yeah. We'll talk when we get home. <laughs> man, I, I don't want to be like the principal of the petty police, man. Like, like we got we to be done with this petty stuff in 2023. There, there's enough things that are dividing us. I'm not going to be more adamant about what I'm against. I'm going to be more adamant about what I'm for. Because people will rally around something positive. I'm, hey, no negativity in 2023. Can we all just agree on that? Like I'm done. I don't need your sarcasm. I don't need your pettiness. I don't need your negativity. For where I'm going, we got to be positive in Jesus' name. We got to be united together. The kingdom is not built on the talents of a few. It is built on the service of many working together. There's a lot of people in this room with gifts. And the Bible says your gifts will make room for you. But here's the thing. Your gifts can make room for you, but your synergy with people with other gifts is what will move you forward. You got to come together. The enemy, I've said this a million times, I'm going to keep on preaching it. We got to come together. The enemy is not scared of a big church. There's big churches all over the world. And you go from one church, you're going to hear one thing. You go to another church, you're going to hear another thing. You got churches, and it's so stupid. There are churches that, like, battle one another. I'm like, what? Ain't we on the same side? Enemy's not scared of a big church. He's scared of a united church. He's scared of the church that comes together. It terrifies him. So what he wants us to do, and he has used technology to do this, he's used technology to expose how far apart we are as it pertains to the gospel. Jump on Facebook. Book face, as the old folks say. <laughs> jump, on, jump on Instagram. Jump on TikTok. Jump on, jump on any social media platform. Jump on any blog. And all you see is collections of people that have found other people like them, and they all become their own echo chambers. What is that? When you find like-minded individuals that will parrot the things that you say and parrot the things that you believe, you don't want to extend yourself outside to see what somebody else is saying because they don't agree with you. What am I trying to say? The internet has exposed groups, silos of people that want it to be us for and no more and they never want to learn anything new. All they want to do is perpetuate the only belief that they have. And this, as scary as that sounds, has happened within the church. So many churches are so divided on so much stuff. I'm like, we spent all this time talking about the stuff that we are so against that we don't allow the thing, the one thing, Jesus Christ, that unites us to bring us together. I can't even walk in some churches the way I'm dressed right now. Like, what are we talking about? Like, God doesn't care about my fit in eternity. 
there's there's platforms and, and man listen I'm a, I'm gonna keep on championing championing it cuz Jesus championed it there are platforms that women can't even preach on to preach the gospel the first person to ever tell the good news was actually Mary Jesus alive y'all it wasn't Peter it wasn't John it wasn't any of those disciples it was a woman so don't tell me that a gender disqualifies somebody from the platform. But there's churches that are divided amongst that. There's churches that are divided about the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, that's something that the apostles use, but that stuff don't, don't apply today. No, listen, listen, listen. You can think that if you want to in the days and times we live in, I need power. I need the Holy Spirit to remind me of what Jesus said. And I need the Holy Spirit to empower me to live in this world because this world is crazy. We're so divided on so much stuff and all we're doing is playing into the enemy's hands if I could keep these churches separate then I could keep them about themselves because I'm I'm gonna run the world rampant and I'm gonna do what I want to do because it's so it's so funny like the loudest voices in humanity they should be the church but they're not the loudest voices in humanity are so off like we hear loud voices about politics. We hear loud voices about sexuality. We hear loud voices about so many different things. But when it comes to the church, we all talking, but we ain't saying we ain't even saying the same thing. Let me let me just let me make something clear today as we get it together. This house was built on one thing and one thing alone. This house is built on love. Listen, maybe you don't agree with that. This house is built on love. This house is built on love, and it's our vision to bring people of different colors, cultures, and creeds together to build strong families and build strong futures. That is the mission of Cool Church. I, I, I don't want to hide it from you because maybe this is your first time here. Maybe this is your first time in a long time. If you've been here the first time, you know I haven't changed what I've said yet. We're going to build strong families to build strong futures, and we're going to use love to do it. Love is always going to be the way that we do it. I don't have time. I don't have, I don't have time to put people down just for my agenda. No, my agenda is an agenda that brings people together. I'm not going to call people an idiot. I'm not going to call them stupid. I'm not going to downcast them because they don't believe the way that I believe. I'm going to continue loving them, believing that God can change anybody. It is my core belief that anyone can change. It is my core belief that no one is too far from God. So I don't care what you walk in the door with. Hey, I love you. You don't know me. I love you. But, 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 but you ain't see what I did, Pastor. It doesn't matter. I love you. Oh, Pastor, man, it's kind of weird, man. Like, like, come on, man. I love you. I love you. Why? Because God loves you. And it's my mandate to love others. Because Christ loved me when I was messed up. Christ loved me when ain't nobody know what want to know what I was doing. Christ loved me when I like messed stuff up and I just wasn't a good person. He he loved me into the person that I am today, and I believe that love can change anybody. Amen. So, Pastor Joanne and I are taking a stand. We're taking a stand in this house. Because before we can have an impact on the capital C church, 
the church of Jesus Christ, the one that he sacrificed his life for, we must first come together as cool church. Because if we ain't together, then we can't, get, we can't get together with anybody else. You see, we got to be on the same page with one another this year. This year, more than anything, yes, it's a year of unity, but how do you, how do you attain unity? You attain unity through culture. Culture is developed by default or by design. You've heard me talk about it so many times. Everybody has a culture that they adhere to, whether they realize it or not. I would rather not have my culture be determined by happenstance. I want to be the architect of my culture. I want to be, in, what am I saying? I want to be intentional about who I am. I want to be intentional about the person that God has created me to be. So we got to get on the same page with one another because before we can get on the same page with someone else, we got to get it together. It's time to get it together. Look at your neighbor and say, get it together. Look at your other one with a stank attitude and say, get it together. Make an ugly face say, get it together. Two things we're going to get together. Get it together on period. Okay. All right. That's what the young folks saying these days. Two things we're going to get together this year and they won't take long. The first is we're going to get the house together. Get the house together. This house, cool church. There's a lot of houses of worship. You decided to come to this one. We going to get this house together. Cool church. What am I trying to say? We got to get on the same page. Like if you're a part of this house and we're not on the same page, that's a problem. If we're confused in here, all we would do is go out into the world and spread confusion. So we will not be confused because the, the author of confusion is the enemy. And that is not who we adhere to. We, we live to the author of truth. His name is Jesus. He gives us truth and truth sets us free. So the only way to get this house together is very practical. It's through our core values. I know some of y'all sick of me talking about core values. Well, guess what? I ain't going to stop. I'm going to keep doing it. Because these values are the very lens in which we filter all of our actions. There are certain things that we will always do as people of Cool Church because we have the lens of our values to look through. I'll never forget the first time I took my daughter Valencia, she was four years old, to a 3D movie. First time I ever took it there. It was Ninja Turtles. I wanted to expose her to the world of Ninja Turtles. I loved Ninja Turtles growing up. They had a, a, a 3D Ninja Turtle movie coming. I said, all right, baby girl, you going? You going to love it. She can barely speak English at the time. She's like, daddy. I said, yeah, we're going to go to see the 3D. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, she didn't even know. I was just talking up Ninja Turtles. Oh, man, I'm, I'm such a bad parent. All right, so... so <laughs> This has nothing to do with the message, but like I was so hyped on Ninja Turtles. One time when we went to New York, I took it to the subway and I told her, I was like, hey, this is where the Ninja Turtles live. Like I was telling her all kinds of, oh man. She was like looking for him. I was like, look, there's Donnie. Donatello. Anyways, took it to the movie. It was a 3D movie. So I was sitting in the movie at, at the beginning. I'm like, I'm, I'm in jaws. I was like, Baba Ninja Turtles! Baba looking at the movie like this. She tapped me and said, Daddy. Like, cause she couldn't fully like communicate, you know, she couldn't fully communicate with me yet. So she's like, Dad. And, I, and I'm like, what, what? I'm like, man, this movie good, right, Bob? And I'm like, like, I'm like, when I get in the movies, I don't really focus on the people that's with me. Like, don't talk to me during the movie. Like, we're not friends for two hours and 35 minutes. Talk to me after. 
But like my wife, she be sitting there. She be like, so, so tell me what's happened. What ha- how did this character get there? I'm like, girl, I started watching the movie the same time as you. I got the same answers you got. I ain't got no new answers yet. They haven't even revealed that. You could have revealed the whole plot of the movie. I have no idea, girl. I'm like, didn't we sit down at the same time? It's like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me right now. So I'm like, teenage mutant. I'm like, well, I'm like 30-something, like geeking out. I'm like, and, and, and she said, daddy, I'm like, ah, right, girl, watch the movie. Pay attention, then turn, then turn. Daddy, daddy, daddy. And I look down, she's like, <laughs> she's like, dad, what's, what's wrong? I can't see the movie. I said, baby, you got to put on your glasses. If you don't, I put, I, I put the glasses on a little, a cute little pinchable cheek face. I put the glasses on her face. She said, ah, wow. Well, she was real small. I don't know why she used to do this, but she used to make me laugh. Like when she got excited, she'd be like, you be. <laughs> used to bring me like joy. She's, she's excited because now she finally sees the picture Clearly, if you're trying to watch the same movie as us without your glasses, it may look weird to you. It may, it may, it may, it may be strange. You're like, yo, these cool church people, strange. Why they like this? It's because you haven't put on your glasses yet. Why this man talking about he loved me? I just walked in the room. It's because you haven't put your glasses on yet. You see, when you put the glasses on, you understand why we love the way we love. When you put your glasses on, you understand why all we do is talk about family. When you put your glasses on, you understand why we're generous. You understand why we honor. We understand why we're excellent. You understand why we serve people and you understand why we're creative because that's the glasses that we're looking through. She tried to watch the movie and she thought the movie looked weird. Listen, I don't care if the world thinks I'm weird. I, 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 I really don't. I just, I just need to know that me and the people of God are on the same page. I got to know that we can see this thing the same. If you see things from the wrong perspective, you may never truly identify or understand what they really are. I'm going to put up an image because I'm just, I'm just curious to see how people see I'm an artist, so I'm very observant, and I catch details very quickly. Um, I, I want you to look. This, this is a vision test. It says only 1% of the population is able to find it. I'm like, who did this survey? Only 1% of the population is able to find um, the animal in less than two minutes. Share if you're one of the few that can. Do you see an, if you see an animal, raise your hand. There's a lot of y'all with y'all hands down because y'all still trying to see it. All right, if your hand's down, what do you see? See an old man. You still ain't seen the animal yet? Some of y'all so mad right now. Why well, I can't, I'm trying, I can't, I can't figure it out. Pastor, why you, I ain't come here to be tested today. I came for a word. You still ain't, you still don't see it. You still don't see it. Let me, let me, let me, let me help you, let me help you see it. Let me, let me put some glasses on you. Let me, let me change your perspective so that the whole family can see the animal together. Go ahead, flip it for me. You see it now? Oh, 
Now, if you still don't see it, we got a problem. It's your little doggy. Little doggy with a bone. All, like, all I see is old man. Pastor, you lying to me. You were just looking at it the wrong way. <laughs> we all can't come together if we can't even agree on what we're seeing. This, is, this has been the issue with the church from day one. It's honestly why Paul even wrote the letter in Corinthians that I've got this, this verse from. Because the church was in such, the church had just started and it started with problems. He's like, y'all ain't seeing this the way that I originally told you. You've been playing the telephone game so long that now the original message that I gave you is all messed up. So now I got to write this letter so that you and people that come from generations would all look at this thing the same way. So in order to help us have the proper lens to be who God has called us to be as a house, I'm going to give you the values again. I'm going to give it to you right now, and I'm going to tell you what we believe about them, and I'm going to give you scriptures for everyone. I'm going to go fast. All this stuff is in your notes. If you're online, get the Cool Church app. It's all in your notes, and I promise you, this should be something that you study, because if you want to know why we are the way they are, you have to see it through the lens of these values, and these are not just values that we made up. They are all things that come from the Bible, because if I just give you a personal value that I made up, it might help you here, but it won't help you in eternity. We want to give you something based on God's word, because it's going to help you forever. And the church said, so first we're going to love. I say this every week. You know that we are created out of love, by love, and for love. What's the point of loving God? We don't love each other. Amen? Here's the verse, Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's love. Somebody dying for you when you don't even deserve it? Christ wanted to create something in us that he could give the full expression of his love and the full expression of Christ's love is sacrifice, which is why he died on the cross for us. We love you. Love. Second is family. Whether it's the family you create or the one you're born into or the one you choose, family means you don't do life alone. Like if you leave this place and you're not in a relationship with somebody that can hold you accountable, we have not done our job as a church. This place is about family. Why? Because of what uh, Galatians 6.10 says. It says, therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Does it say let us do good to some people? Everybody that walks in this place is family. You belong long before you believe. Not worried about what people's beliefs are. Hopefully we get that together with them being in here, but they won't even, they won't even change if they don't feel like family. People got to feel like family. Generosity is our third. It's a blessing to give, man. I get excited every time it's time to give. And this church, I know, I know y'all get excited when we give because last year y'all gave $300,000 more than the year before. Y'all love to give. You a generous house. God bless you. Thank you. Generosity. It's a blessing to give. The blessing is in the act, not just in what is received. What, what I'm trying to tell you is it's nice when I get a blessing when I give, but I'm blessed because I give. Like it feels so good to give. Don't you put it like, like we all, we just had Christmas, right? What's the best part? Watching somebody open something that you gave them. 
It's like, ooh, I hope they like it. Ooh. Don't work out well if they didn't like it, but it feel good right before they do. Right? It's a blessing to give. We give our time, our talent, and our treasure. Amen? What does 2 Corinthians 9-11 say about that? Now, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your store of seed uh, and will increase the harvest of your righteousness. It says you will be enriched in every way to be generous on every occasion so that through us your giving will produce thanksgiving to God. God is going to give you more so you could be more of a blessing. And because you're more of a blessing, more people will thank God. And the church said... I want people to thank God because I'm generous. Mm -mm -mm. Honor. Not only do we respect others because of a position, we respect them because they're a person. There's not one human that should walk in this place and feel dishonored. From the pulpit to the parking lot, we honor everybody in between. It's not about the status. If you only honor me because I'm a pastor, but then you tried the host team when they tried to send you to a seat, that's dishonorable. We honor Go say I'm sorry after church. <laughs> Romans 12, 10. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. The Bible says honor one another above yourselves. The way you want somebody to honor you, the way you want somebody to respect you, you treat others the way that you want to be treated. Amen? I love this. The next one. Excellence. We do the best with what we have. We do more with less. We steward what God has given us well. It's not about what you have. It's about what you do with what you have. I'm going to make the best out of every situation. We could have walked in here and said, oh, it's just a school. It ain't our, our own building. Let me tell you something. Wherever we are, we are living stones. We are the house of God. So I'm going to make it feel like God's house wherever I go. I'm going to make the best of every situation. I don't care how bad the situation looks. It ain't bad to me because when I walk in, I walk in trying to make it better. It's about perspective. You can make anything better if you believe you can. Got an excellent spirit. I ain't got enough. No, God gave me exactly what I need to do what he called me to do. So I'm going to be excellent with what I have. Wash your car. I'm going to take my own advice at the church. Clean your house. Clean the apartment you rent. It ain't mine. It's, it's the landlord's. Well, you know what? God will never give you anything because you can't even steward properly what he's already placed in your hand right now. Iron your clothes. <laughs> Pastor, I can't just hang it up when I'm taking a warm shower and let the, the mist. No, iron it. Show up to work on time. Better yet, get there early. That's excellent. Man, I ain't got no time, man. Get it together. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Excellence, Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work heartily as for Lord, not for me. You do everything better when you stop doing it for people and you start doing it for God. Service, we are brothers and sisters. You hear how many servant leaders in this place? See, they knew how to finish that. We're, serving, we're brothers and sisters serving brothers and sisters. Where do we get that from? 1 Peter 4 9, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Don't you hate those people like they'll do something for you, but they're going to complain the whole way? I'm cooking, but I just don't feel, I mean, you just get on my nerves. I can't stand you, but I cook, I cook this spaghetti for you. So why are you cooking? Like, I don't even want it. You ain't make that junk with love. You keep that. 
keep your stinky spaghetti. I don't want it. <laughs> keep your service. If it ain't gonna be in love, I gotta come here and unload this doggone trailer for the church, and then I gotta get these doggone kids together. I ain't even together, but I gotta serve in these kids. They breathing all on me. You keep that. We don't need that. We don't need none of that. Mm-mm. We are brothers and sisters serving brothers and sisters, man. Treat people the way that you would treat family. And, and some of y'all don't treat your family well, so <laughs> treat, treat them the way you should treat your family. We are brothers and sisters serving brothers and sisters. Man, have a heart of service for the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. We're going to serve till we can't serve no more because Jesus showed us how to serve first. Because Jesus served me, I can serve everyone. Nobody is, is like out of scope or off limits for me to serve. And creativity. We're problem solvers. We're, 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 we're problem solvers. And let me go back and read that verse for a uh, service because I didn't. First uh, Peter 4, 9, it says, Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. I didn't finish it. Each one of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. What's that saying? If you want to steward the things that God has given you well, use them to help somebody. God didn't give you a bunch of gifts to serve yourself. He gave you gifts to serve others. If you could sing, stop hiding. You can play an instrument, stop hiding. If you can communicate, stop hiding. There's so many things that God's people can we bless with if we are not stingy, if we share our gifts with others. Amen? Amen. Creativity. We are problem solvers. We don't get frustrated by problems. We get excited because we have an opportunity to create new solutions and innovate. We are spirit-led people. Where we get that from? Genesis. The first thing God ever did was create. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If we are made in the image of God, then we have creative power in us. We have creative gifting within us. A creative is not just an artist with a paintbrush or a dancer or a, a musician or a poet. No, a creative is a problem solver. You walk into a situation that nobody can solve. You came in the, in the, into the situation and now you, you, because you're creative, you see things differently than everybody else did. Solutions that nobody could figure out. You walk in and you're like, oh, it's easy. And they're like, man, I would have never thought of that. That's what creative people do. Creative people don't see the way that everybody else sees. Creative people are not limited by the problem in front of them. They're always looking for a way to solve the problem. If I can't get over the mountain, I'm going to go around the mountain. If I can't get around the mountain, I'm going to go through the mountain. If I can't get through the mountain, I'm going to go under the mountain. But one way or another, I'm going to get to the other side of that mountain. That's what creative people do. They don't let a no limit them. They figure it out. Man, if I told you all the no's we had to get through just to get to where we are right now, and I know it's a bunch of more no's in my way, but I'm not going to stop because I'm creative. I know that God has given me exactly what I need to have to get this place to where it has to go, and we're going to get it together. This is the core of the house. These are seven core values. I'm never going to get tired of saying them. Why? Because this is the lens that we view life through, and it's what holds us accountable in this house. So you may have heard that and you be like, yo, that's not for me. This place ain't for everyone. But what I am sick and tired of hearing is horror stories that people have in church talking about they church hurt and, and people being hurt because the house they came to, they didn't come together and they weren't held accountable to anything. 
There's accountability in this house for us to be loving people of God and our values create that accountability and we have to hold each other to those values. So, like, if you're tired of love, this, this may not be the place for you because we're going to love the hate out of everybody. This, this ain't a place for hate. We're going we gonna to get it together and we're going to love. If you're if you sick of family, well, this might not be the place for you because this going to be the place we take in everybody that wants to be taken in. We, listen, we love you no matter what you come from, no matter what you do, no matter where you at. We may not be your family of origin, but I pray this will be a family you choose to be a part of because we're going to keep you accountable. We're going to love you into the person that Christ has called you to be. So if you, ain't, if you ain't about that, hey, this might not be for you. If, 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 if you ain't about generosity, man, let me tell you something. Greedy people, get it together. This ain't the place for you. This ain't. Because we're going to give more than we ever have, but we're going to see the benefit of it because we are blessed when we give. It's going to be a house where we share our resources. My wife knows this, and y'all know this long enough for knowing me. Like, I, I never look outside the church for things that I need. I need a plumber, I look, I look in the church. I need a lawyer, I look in the church. I don't need a lawyer, I'm good. Some of y'all are like, that's that Carol City coming out. He got some old charges. He got to take, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I need a dentist. I look in the house. Every, everything that I need, I, I, I look in the house because this is a house of generosity and we bless one another. Amen. It's a beautiful ecosystem that we have created within, within God's house to be a blessing to one another because we are generous people. If, if, if you're not down with like honor, man, this ain't, listen, get yourself together because we always going to respect people in this house. Here's the thing. I don't have to agree with you to respect you. Get, can, can, can we all agree on that? Because some of y'all only respect the people you agree with. I don't, have, listen, like I can look all over this audience. I guarantee you there's, there's different political affiliations. Um, there's different gender associations. There's, there's all kinds of different things that separate us. None of those will make me disrespect you. None of them. Because your due respect, because you're a human that God created, because you identify as a child of God. Amen. Man, honor, uh, 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 excuse me, service. We're going to continue to serve. We're going to continue. If service ain't for you, man, I'm tired. Are you, y'all just want me to come to church and do stuff for people? Listen, man. Where would you be had Christ not served you? We're not going to stop. We're going to give a bunch of money away to people in the community all over the We're going to keep on doing that. We're going to keep serving this school. We're going to keep making it better. We're going to serve as many schools as we can. We're going to keep on serving. If, if, if that's not okay for you, man, get it together. Go somewhere. It's okay. We still love you. It's like, man, you're kicking people out of church the second week of the year. <laughs> Come back next week. I love you. I'm just saying, like, this is who we are. We're not going to change that. Like, excellent. Listen, we ain't coming halfway on nothing. Like, here's the thing. There are certain things I won't even do because I know I can't do them in an excellent manner. We won't create what we cannot sustain. If we do it, we're going to do it to the best of our ability. So like if, if lukewarm or halfway is cool with you, this might not be the house for you. Because the expectation is that it's always excellent. And creative, man, listen. Don't come in here talking about there ain't no way. No, there's always a way with my God. 
there's always a way to figure it out. I'm, I'm always going to figure out a way to do what he has called us to do. If God closes the door and he don't want me to walk through, that's one thing. But if there's a door I'm supposed to get through and just because you can't figure it out don't mean that we ain't going, no, you won't be my limitation. I'm going to find somebody else that will figure it out. And we're going to get through it together. Amen? Creativity. So here's what I want you to do now that you've heard what I said. Because we have to get the house together and because we're looking through the, 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 the lens of our values, as people that come to Cool Church, as people that call this your home, I already told this to our servant leader, so I'm going to tell y'all too. If you see something that does not align with our values, I need you to see that situation, look that situation in the eye, and I need you to say, that's not cool. See what I did there? That's not cool. When you say that, what you're saying is, that's not who we are. If you see somebody being a hater, that's not cool. We love. If you see somebody pushing somebody out the family, hey, don't, hey, don't be, don't be casting them down because they ain't like you. That's not cool, man. We all family. If you see somebody being stingy, hey, man, that's not cool. We generous people. You see somebody disrespecting somebody, hey, chill with disrespect. That's not cool. We honor everybody. If you see somebody not being excellent, man, why are you doing that halfway? You know that's not cool. Like, we excellent people. You see somebody not serving? Hey, bruh, I love you, man. You've been here for 15 years. You ain't served yet. Like, that's not cool. <laughs> you see somebody not being creative? Listen, man, don't take, don't take the first no you get for your answer, man. Like, listen, like, that's not cool. We're going to always figure it out because we are creative people. Everybody in this room as a member of Cool Church, I, you have the power and the authority to say that because that is the only way that this house will stay accountable if we are keeping each other accountable based on what the word of God says. Amen? You have the authority to say that's not cool. But here's the other thing that I'm going to say. If you got the nerve to walk up to somebody and say that's not cool, you better be creative and come out with a solution to help them be what they're supposed to be. Because see, what this won't be is just a complaint session. Oh, that's not cool. Oh, that's not cool. Oh, that's not. I ain't got no, we ain't got no time for that. So you can point out all the problems, but you can't bring no solutions. You can't be creative. If you got the nerve to point out a problem, which we welcome it because that's not cool. If you got the nerve to point out a million problems and you come with no solutions, that's not cool because we are creative. If you see something, God probably wanted you to see it because he knew that you might have a solution for it. So if you see something you don't like, what do you say? Look at your neighbor and say, look at each other one, the one you don't like so much, put, put some attitude on that one and say, just kidding, we love, we're family, that's not cool. We got to come together to find better solutions in this house called Cool Together. Amen? And finally, we ain't just got to get the house together. Get yourself together. Notice my pinky was up. Get Like, you got to yeah, get. Like, yo, I ain't going to, like, man, I, I call my wife quick draw. 
Because when Vava was young, man, she used to cut it up like I, I like say something like Vava, don't do that. Before I could I could get the word out, Mama, Wabam! <laughs> Joanna done did a triple backflip matrix hit across the child's forehead. I'm like, all right, quick draw. And she'd always say the same. She'd be like, get it together. Getting that child. To, it was funny. So like when Vava go places, she'd be like, because I, I, I think she got like PTSD life from. <laughs> it's like, get it together. What, what was she doing? She was, she was trying to teach our, our, our child that th there is a way to be. There's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. So we don't want to just be how everybody else is. God has created us to be a way that is pleasing to him. So he requires us all to get it together. When I say that, this is not a point your finger uh, uh, message like me to, y'all need to get, I need to get it together too. Like we need to get it together because we can't get the house in order if you don't get yourself in order because we are living stones that build God's house. I don't want no stone out of order. We don't want any stone that's not together. What am I saying? We all need each other to do what God has called us to do. I ain't say we all need each other to do what God has called me to do. No, we need each other to do what God has called us to do. Like, you, you got to get it together, yes, for yourself, but like, you have no idea what things in the world are counting on you to get it together. You could be the answer to something the world's been waiting on, but the only reason that ain't happening is because you ain't get yourself together. Like, like God's like, man, if, if, if she could just get it together, if she could just get away from this crazy dude and get it together, if she could realize that her value is not in the man that says she is pretty, but in the God that created her to be beautiful. If he could realize that he is intelligent, if he can realize he has the best idea, even when the girl he's with says he ain't about nothing. If he could just get himself together, the world would literally be better. God needs us to get it together. And we need each other to get together. 1 Corinthians 12, 20 through 21. I read it, but I'll read it again. As it is, there are many parts, one body. Remember, Paul is writing this because the church of Corinth, they started out well, it was growing strong, but then it was false doctrine, all kinds of stuff. He's trying to get to me. He's literally trying to get everybody together. He's like, y'all got to get it together. Get it together. And the best way that he can get people together, he creates this beautiful metaphor of a body. And he, he writes this letter. He says, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. I want you to hear me when I say this. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. Hear me when I say, don't let pride make you put yourself ahead of any other body part. There are people that have been in the church for so long, they think they got the right to look down on another part just because they don't think that part is more important than them. They think they've attained some status or stature just by longevity. Let me tell you something. Sitting somewhere longer don't make you better at something. 
if that could just resonate in somebody's spirit for a second, like there's, there's like, like, like the church, there's a mass exodus from the church in 2022 and 2023. People are serving and going back to all other gods. They're talking about ancestral worship. They're talking about all different things because they like, hey, the church is archaic. I'm over there. I'm sick of walking in and, 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 and like these, these, these like gatekeepers are making me feel like because I'm not like them, I'm not okay. Don't be the eye that says I don't need the hand. I, like this is me like really trying to get you together for real though because I know who's coming I know more will come but if any of us are the people that says hmm you cute hmm just hmm like if any of us are what is this what is this saying it's saying don't be judgmental of the people that haven't been on the journey as long as you don't be judgment. Don't allow your pride to give you some fake religious piety that makes you feel like you are better than because you've been here for a minute. You got to remain humble about who you are and where you are because at any moment, anything could change in your life. Don't be the person that feel like, I already got it together. Let me tell you something. I'm the pastor of this church. I still ain't got it all together. I'm trying to figure it out. Ask my wife. She'll tell you. I need him to get it together because he still ain't do what I asked him to do last week. <laughs> I still got stuff to get together. We all do, man. Like, ne like, like ne never allow where you are going or what you have attained to make you forget where you came from. I don't live in my past. I also don't forget it. There's a reason I don't forget it because no matter where I go, I want to remember what God saved me from. I'm thankful for who he made me be, to be, but I want to remember what I've been saved from because we all had to be saved from something. Don't, don't let pride make you put yourself above anybody else in this house. Get it together. Like get your attitude together. Be nice to people when they walk in, man. Like I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian forever. And you just look mad like, hmm. I don't want the salvation you got because you look angry about it. Like you saved all these years. Why are you mad? Like, why are you mad, bro? Like, why, why are you mad? Salvation should give you joy. Like, get your pride together. Get some humility because we're all on a spiritual journey. None of us have arrived. None of us. Jesus is on this journey with us, building us into the people he wants us to be. And guess what? The journey does not end until we are finally called home. That's when, that's when there'll be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain. Until then, we all got a lot of work to do until we get there to stay on that straight and narrow path towards him. So put your pride to the side, get some humility. Get your memory together. Remember what it was like before you were a part of this body. My, my man, one of my spiritual mentors, Pastor Rich Wilkerson Sr., God bless you, I love you, man. Him and his wife were married 50 years last week. Praise God, I, I'm praying I get there. I'm at 15, I wanna get to 50. He always said this to me, and it's one of the greatest things he ever said that resonated in my spirit. He says, before you were you, you were them. Christians got this thing, we look at them and we think, 
oh yes, the, the, them, them people outside. You were them people outside at one point. Before you were you, you were them. So don't judge anybody. This is not a house of judgment. This is a house of love. Like I'm sick of church people running people away because we're trying to act like we have it all together when all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's what this word tells me. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So don't let your preconceived or your perceived position in the body make you forget that you're a part of the whole. You're a part of a whole. And instead of acting like you're better than another part, help the other parts because they are more important than you think. 1 Corinthians 12, 22 through 24. On the contrary, it continues to say, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. It means we can't live without them. And the parts we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. People you're looking down on, you better start treating them better. Start, start treating, like maybe that's God's test for you. To take somebody that you look down on and treat them like they're the most special person in your world. How much would your life change if you actually honor what God's word said? He says, treat them with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable, you know, the, the, the parts of the church that we want to hide, the people that come, oh yeah, uh, yeah, uh, we, 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 we tell them go to the back room when, when the company come over because we're embarrassed by them in the house. The Bible says that the parts, um, says the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. Wow, I love that. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it. See, if, you, if you're looking for people to honor you, you know what? That's all the honor you'll ever get. But the God that I serve says, the ones that ain't getting the honor, those are the ones that I'm going to honor. I'm going to give them honor above the rest. Because they didn't try to take honor upon themselves. They allowed me to honor them. I don't want to take honor upon myself. I'm going to allow God to honor me by remaining humble. And the church said, Amen. see, just because we can't see a part that someone plays in the body doesn't make them any less important. I'm 41 and I'm excited. I still got energy, good workout. I eat right. But let me tell you something. There are certain parts of my body that when they act up, they shut the whole thing down. I can lift as much as I want to lift. Let this lower back start cutting up. And some of y'all 30s and 40s and up, you, you feel me. One day you be in the gym like this, ah, ah. Next day you be on your couch like this, ah, ah. I was out to dinner with somebody last night and I'm sitting there eating soup because I'm fasting, right? So it's like, it's like, that's a whole, oh man, I could do a whole comedy special on fasting while everybody else eating. <laughs> this person in front of me eating, and I started to notice how they was talking to me. They was, they was sitting across the table from me, but it was like other people on the other side of them. And every time you want to talk to somebody, they had to go like this. I said, you hurt your neck, didn't you? He's like, yeah. So he, he's like doing <laughs> You good? I'm good. Nah, bro, you ain't good. Your neck been stuck like that for the last hour, bro. 
like as stupid as it is, like, like, like you, you got this whole, but you strong, you doing this. Once this little, little neck get a little tweak. Like, let's be honest. We put makeup on our face. We lotion like our hands and feet. We put on clothes. Let me ask y'all something. How many of y'all like pay attention to y'all neck in your daily routine? <laughs> I do, Pastor. My neck is supple. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Most people don't pay attention to their neck till it hurts. Most people don't pay attention to this lower back until it hurts. You ain't paying no attention to your pinky toe, but be walking along in life. Be like, you hit that thing on something. Children of God start saying all kind. Mother, father, oh Lord. You be saying all kind of stuff, but you ain't thinking about that pinky toe. You think about the pinky toe after you hurt the pinky toe. I broke the light. I'm all oh Lord Jesus. It'll, it'll come back in Jesus' name. I wasn't thinking about that light till I messed it up. Here's what I want you to catch from that, though. Too often, we only notice parts that we can't see when they're hurting. Like, man, I don't want to just be the church that catches stuff just because somebody was like hurting, man. Like if, if, we, if we're walking on this accountability journey together, then you don't have to wait till the worst thing happens to somebody to encourage them and love them because you've been on the journey with them the whole time. We need to be honoring people all the time. Not just when, oh, so-and-so's brother or sister died. Now we all paying them attention when none of us paid attention to them before that. Oh, bro, I'm going to pray for you. Well, were you praying for him before the tragedy happened? I just don't ever want to be the church that only pays attention to parts because that part is hurting. You got to be so concerned with the collective body as a whole. And maybe, maybe like you're not the person like with all the talents that we could all see all the time. There's a lot of people that always get credit in the house because you always see them, right? Like you always see them. Like I get a, I, like me and Joanne get the credit for a lot of things in this church because the church is associated with us. Why? Because we're the people that they always see. But there's so many people that are doing things that you don't even realize to make this body be what it is. And if the only time we acknowledge them is when they're hurting, we are doing a disservice to the entire body. You see, maybe you aren't the person that everybody sees, but I want you to hear me when I say this, you are indispensable to the body. Like, like hear me today, man. I just, I want to honor people, man. Like, like you doing stuff. Maybe you've been here from day one. Maybe you joined during the pandemic and you've been here and you feel like, yo, I've, I ain't even been acknowledged. Like, listen, man, if we haven't acknowledged you, I apologize. But I want you to know how indispensable you are. We can't keep moving forward as a body with, without, like you're a part of this family. The family don't even function properly without you in it. And we all need to do a better job of acknowledging you, you see, I want you to hear me when I say you're necessary in the house. Like people see me 
with this microphone all the time, we don't never shout out Chile who's in the back where if he don't show up, you won't even hear this microphone. Thank you, man. Thank you. Indispensable. Indispensable. You hear the mouth, but, 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 but you don't, you don't see the vocal cords. You can see this. You don't see the vocal, without the vocal cords, the mouth can't speak. <laughs> you don't see Lamont or Stefan passing me this mic backstage. I can talk all I want. If I do this, some of y'all gonna hear me, but some of y'all ain't gonna hear me because I need this to amplify my voice. Thank God for them brothers back there. Thank God for, for, for Victoria. Thank God for the, the people on the production team. Thank God for Marazza who makes sure like we know what, what, what's happening in service. I get a lot of the credit for the stuff that happens on stage that people see, but without these people, this thing would never happen. People see the worship team. They see Joel turning up, they see raps and singing, they see Tiff, they see Melissa, they see all those people everywhere. I like the way they say, oh, this is good, Pastor. Cool church worship, it's off the chain. But you don't see Michaela in the back making sure that them lyrics get up on screen so that you could actually sing the song with them. You, like, you don't see Joseph, you don't see Fedner, you don't see Mikhail, you don't see Kenner on camera down here almost breaking his leg trying to get shots. <laughs> like, like you, you, don't, you, don't see, you don't see those people. You don't see uh, 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 Sabrina, you don't see Brianna, you don't see the rest of the production team that make sure that we can all worship with the worship team together and make sure that the same people that are watching me online right now, that you actually have a feed to watch. I get the credit for the stuff that all these people are doing that you can't see. Like, pe people don't see the cool church setup team every week. You just walk in and say, man, I love this church. Oh, look at them. They got big lights on the wall. Oh, that's awesome. Somebody had to set that up. Somebody had to take, the, the, take that up. Oh, look at Triangle. They, somebody had to put this out here. Like somebody had to do the work, but you, 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 you see this, but you don't see Mo who's out there sweating in that doggone trail every week. You don't see my brother TJ. You don't see Israel who, oh my, this dude, when the church first started, he was driving up and down from North Florida four to five hours every week just to come back to church on Sunday because he worked up there, but would come to church down here. Like we don't see that. We just see everything set up. Man, I love this place. Somebody had to break their back at 7 a.m. in this morning to make sure that this place looked like something. It's the parts that you don't see that are indispensable. People hear about my mom all the time because I talk about her and you know her because she makes those prayer calls. But if you believe she's the only person in this church praying, you got it wrong. There are people's names that you have never heard. Like Miss Chris. Like Dr. Mary Mites. Miss Padrica, Leo, Frank, Harold, Sherry, Miss Brenda, Pastor Tommy, and the rest of the prayer team that's standing in the gap praying for miracles all week long. They are literally calling out your, there's people calling out your names and praying for you that you don't even know. That you may never see, but they are praying for you and believing for you. If you only focus on the parts that you see, you miss the importance 
of the work that's happening behind the scenes by the parts working silently to keep this whole thing together. So today, get up on your feet. Come on, everybody. Get it together. And we're going to take the next 10 seconds in this place to honor all the indispensable parts. It's people working with them doggone kids right now. You don't even know their name. It's people watching your youth right now. So right now, right now in this place, take a moment. You better shout to the heavens and give honor to the parts that lack it. Give honor to the parts that people don't see because those people are indispensable. We thank you right now and I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing over all the indispensable parts. We can't do this without you. You are the glue. You hold this thing together and I thank you for your life I thank you for your service I pray that you and your families will be blessed for doing the things that other people ain't willing to do and if you believe that agree with me and say amen come on give it up for him one more time you may be seated like when you leave here, man, you should just walk out and just start thanking people. Because you have no idea who you're thanking. And that, that one thank you might be the thing that keeps the parts that we don't see going. 1 Corinthians 12.25 So that there should be no division in the body, but that all its parts should have equal concern for one another. I'm trying to tell you today, we can't just care about the parts that we see. We all got to get it together and we all have to make sure that we are looking out for each other in the process. This week, something phenomenal happened that I have never seen happen in the history of the sports world. Damar Hamlin player for the Buffalo Bills. It was playing the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday Night Football. DeMar's a safety. He went in for a tackle, made the tackle. He stood up three seconds later. He fell down to the ground. Cardiac arrest. Middle of a game. That's, it's very unusual, and things like that have happened in the sports world. But what was very unusual was the response of everyone else. DeMar goes down. They cancel the game, and I mean, there's an outpouring on social media, different news outlets, um, because one, Buffalo had already went through a lot. I mean, they had uh, multiple blizzards, killed about 40 people. They had the shooting a couple months back. Buffalo had already been through a lot, but then this was like, this was like the, the icing on the cake, man. It's like, yo, how much more? This was the straw that broke the camel's back. It's like, yo, how much more can we even take as, as a city DeMar goes down, he's, he's, he's rushed to the hospital, critical condition, hooked up to a breathing machine. They don't know if this man is going to make it. All throughout social media and different things, you start just seeing people post this picture. Because that's what happens. Like these days, when you post a picture of somebody, like you start getting scared because you don't know what is the next thing you go, what, what the caption is you're going to read about them or whatever. So this brother goes down and then... I saw something I've never, ever seen 
in my life in the sports world on live television. There's an NFL analyst on ESPN by the name of Dan Orzlowski. He gets on national TV after he finds out what happens with DeMar Hamlin. And, and look, this is, I've, I've never seen, maybe you've seen this before. This man, this man does this on national TV. Watch, watch this, just, just play the video. Heard Scherf and Jonathan Allen say like all we can do is pray for him. And I've heard the Buffalo Bills organization say that we believe in prayer. And maybe this is not the right thing to do, but I want it's just on my heart that I want to pray for it is. Demar Hamlin right, right, right now. Um, I'm going to do it out loud. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to bow my head, and I'm just going to pray for him. Um, God, we come to you in these moments that we don't understand, that are hard, uh, because we believe that you're God, and coming to you and praying to you um, has impact. We're, we're sad. We're angry. Um, and we want answers, but some things are unanswerable. We just want to pray. Truly come to you and pray for strength for Damar, for healing for Damar, for comfort for Damar, to be with his family, to give them peace. If we didn't believe that prayer didn't work, we wouldn't ask this of you, God. Um, I believe in prayer. We believe in prayer. We lift up Damar Hamlin's name in your name. Amen. 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 Beautiful. Respectfully. I don't know about you. I've never seen that. I've seen a moment of silence. I've seen people give like a powerful thought based upon an incident. I never see, like and you could tell he had to stop himself. He wanted to be like, in the name of Jesus. You could tell he was like holding back a little bit. I've never seen that response publicly on national television. And I'm, I'm like, man, Tomorrow must definitely have a special place in God's heart. Because I've never seen that response, but everything I've read about him and seen about him says that he's just like a genuinely good dude. But for Dan to have that response, it, may, it made me wonder. I'm like, man, this man was willing to risk his career in order to unite the body around something. I can, I can joyfully tell you today that DeMar Hamlin is out of critical condition. He's, he's breathing on his own. When he came to, his first words were, who won the game? That's just a dude that's about team. And the doctor said, brother, you won the game of life. But I can't shake this response, man. His response in a time of sorrow, his response in a time of trauma and trial, his response in a time of pain was to unite the body in prayer. I believe that the reason that DeMar is healthy now is not because the doctors are that good, not because they got him to the hospital in time. I believe that because the body of Christ was united in prayer all over the world, we are privy to a miracle. We can do anything when we do it. 
together. I'm going to be honest, I got a vision of the future. I got an idea of the future. I can tell you some things that's coming, but I don't fully know the future. For God holds the world in his hands. But here's what I know. No matter what the future brings, there is nothing that we can't accomplish when we do it together. No man is an island. You don't have to be isolated. You don't have to do it by yourself. And there's people in this room, all 2022, it was the hardest year of your life because you were alone. And God just put it on my heart to let somebody know that when you are a part of his body, you are never alone. For the Bible that I read tells me in 1 Corinthians 12, 26 and 27, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. That's why we all felt so bad when we heard. But if one part is honored, everyone rejoices. When he wins, we win. When you win, I win. When anyone wins, we all win and we rejoice. We don't have any time to hate. We don't have any time to divide. We don't have any time to pull apart because God has called us as one body to come together. The Bible says in verse 27, you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. This is the year that we are called to come together because nothing is impossible when we do it together. You may hear that message, say, Pastor, man, sounds good. But if I could be honest with you, I feel so alone. I feel so disconnected from the body but I, I want to be together I want unity I, I, I want people to hold me accountable I want this year to be my best year because I'm together with the body I don't want to be separate from what Jesus has to me I want to come together with him I love the God that I serve because maybe you feel like you're not a part of the body it's time to come together. You gotta get it together. Cause here's the truth. If you don't get it together, we can't get it together. Listen to what I'm saying. If you don't get it together, if you don't get your life in order, then we can't get it together. We can't go after it together. We can accomplish more together than we can separately, but every part of the body has to get it together, has to be strong enough to be able to pull its weight because when we can all pull our weight, we can redistribute the weight. Things are lighter when you do it together. Some of y'all feel like the burden of life is so heavy when God's saying, hey, if you come to me, come to me, I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy 
and my burden is light. Why is the burden light when you come together with Christ? Because he knows that when you do it by yourself, the weight is heavy. But if you come together with him, he says, let me carry the weight for you. Some of you haven't been a part of a church in a long time. Some of you have been disconnected from the body for a long time. And life is heavy. Life is hard. You feel the weight. But if you just come together, we're here to tell you, we'll carry the weight with you. Because if you get it together, we can go get it together. Say, man, that's cute. I don't feel like I could get it together, Pastor. Like, you don't know my story, man. You don't know where I came from. You don't know what I've been up to. Listen, you may be in this place and you feel like you can't get it together. You're right. You can't. You can't get it together. But Jesus can get you together. All, all you have to do is release the weight to him. You want to be a part of the body? All you got to do is recognize that Jesus is the head of the body. Bible says when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you're saying, God, you're the head of my life. Help me to find my place in the body to do what you have called me to do. When you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart he is raised from the dead, you are literally coming together. You are no longer by yourself. You're a part of the family and you are becoming a part of the body of Christ that Jesus is the head of. He is our leader and he will lead us all the way into eternity. But you must first submit to him. Today, my call is, do you want to come together with Jesus? Because if you come together with Jesus, you're a part of something that is so great. You're a part of the greatest thing in all the exist of all existence. The body of Christ, the capital C church. I love cool church, but I promise you, if the name didn't exist, it doesn't matter what the name is. I just want to be a part of the body of Christ. It's the thing that Jesus died for to give you an opportunity to be a part of the body. So maybe you're in this room today. Every head bowed, every eye closed. And you say, Pastor, I've been far from God. Today I want to get together with him. Or maybe you've known him and you've been running and you say, all right, it's 2023. I'm done, man. I'm done playing games. I want to get together with God. I want Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want, to, I, I, I want him back in my life. I had him before. I lost him. I want him back. Let me tell you something. You can't lose Jesus. He's with you. He loves you. He loves you. Don't believe the lie of the enemy. So if you're in this place, you want Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you say, I want to come together. I want to be a part of the body. I don't want to be separate. I don't want to be alone. I want accountability. I want to be a part of the body of Christ once and for all. I don't want to have a doubt about it. I don't want to question, am I a part? Am I saved? Am I not saved? I want to know that I'm a part of something that will be to benefit for me for all of eternity. I want to know that I'm together with the body of Christ because I am together with Jesus. If that's you on the count of three, if you're here or online, I want you to raise your hand. Don't hesitate. Don't look around. This is about you and Jesus. You know if you've been separate from him, but today it's time to get together on the count of three. One, two, three. Hold up your hand. High enough and long enough for me to see. Hold it up. Hold it up. I see you and 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 you. I said all those yous. Keep those hands up because I want you to know you're not alone. 
Keep your hands up. I want to see them. Now, not trying to embarrass you, but at one point in our life, all of us did this. If your hands up, stand up. Hands up, stand up. Real quick. Hands up, stand up. Don't be scared. Hands up, stand up. Don't be scared. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Praise God. Praise God. See, you're not the only one standing. Uh-huh. You did the hard part. They already see you. Come down to the altar. Let me pray with you. Come. If you're standing, come. If you're standing, come. I want to pray. Everybody stand in this place. Come on. Everybody. Encourage them. You part of the body, sis. Come on. bless everybody out in a sec but not before you see a miracle if you're out there and you say man I want to come down but I'm not brave like these folks listen we're family you're a part of the body you don't have to do anything alone so I want you to look at your neighbor right now because I just want to make sure I know who I'm praying for if you say man I was scared I ain't want to come look at your neighbor and say hey if you're scared I'll go with you if they say yeah grab them by the hand walk them down here I just want to pray for as many people as I can pray for just want to make sure don't miss an opportunity. Bible says today is the day of salvation. You might not get tomorrow. I'm not trying to scare you. I just want to give you an opportunity. I want to give you an opportunity. I see you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Praise God. I, come on. Yeah, I love it. Come on. Yeah. Just want to make sure. If this don't get you excited, I don't know what will. So now we're going to pray. Reach your hands towards them. Because this is your family. This is a part of the body. We're going to honor them today for what they're doing. Maybe you're at the altar. You say, I want to make sure I give my life fully to God. Man, raise your hands. Just sign a surrender. Oh, we got more coming? Come on, y'all. That's a team. That's a team. We go on, we go on. Do it together. There we go. Come on. If y'all could see what heaven was doing for y'all right now. Hey, let's pray to make it complete. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. I'm going to say a prayer. If you're here online, repeat after me. But when you say it, mean it. When you say it, mean it. And God will see your heart. And you're a part of the body. So I want everybody to say, Dear Jesus, Jesus, I've sinned. sinned. I'm not proud of it. But I admit it. Today, I lay my sin down. Take it, I pray. I don't want it anymore. 
I reach to heaven to receive your forgiveness, to take the place of my sins. I ask that you would accept me into your wonderful family. Today, today, I give my life completely to you. I'm yours, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Somebody lift up praise in this place today. Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> if you made that decision, I'm proud of you, and I got a gift for you. All of you, you're going to exit over there in a second. They'll just be in, they'll be in the courtyard. Um, they're going to get a Bible. There's a WWJD bracelet in here. There's a, um, it's a letter from me and Pastor Joe and a couple other cool things just for you. Want to make sure you get this, right? Um, and if you got any questions about anything that you did, a decision you made, listen, I ain't got all the answers. No one does. God's word has a lot of answers. And if you seek him, he'll begin to reveal himself to you in new ways. Okay? So we're going to try to answer. If you got questions, because sometimes people make a decision for salvation or to rededicate their life, and then nobody could answer any questions for them. You got questions, we got team. They'll help you. All right? But I want you to understand this. You see that sign? says welcome to the family I ain't even talking about the family of cool church that's cool but you're a part of the family of heaven the Bible says when one person comes back to the father when one person accepts the son it's literally a party that goes on in heaven there's a celebration so I can't open up the ceiling and show you but they turning up right now I mean the spreads laid out angels break dancing the choir singing it's crazy they doing that for y'all right now I can't show you that. I can help you hear what it sounds like, though. Y'all know what it sounds like because y'all play at games, and when y'all win, everybody start cheering. It's even better than that. So y'all about to get the greatest cheer in your life because of the decision that you made today. We just going to show you on earth what it sounds like in heaven. So on the count of three, with everything in you, y'all cheer as loud as you can so they know they made the right decision. Here we go. One, two, three. Let them know. That's for you. Y'all can go that way. Let them know. They're sons and daughters of the Most High God. Let them know they're blessed. Let them know they're loved. Let them know they're amazing. Let them know they're beautiful. Let them know. Worship Him. Come on. You just saw a miracle. Come on. Thank you so much for listening. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing with your friends because it helps so much. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Cool Church. And always remember that you were created out of love.